What's going on, guys? Uh, you're seeing our pretty faces for the first time. Uh, I hope we didn't scare you. But this is Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast, uh, Draft Day Edition, Draft Day One. And the Pittsburgh Pirates, they uh, they did not draft Dylan Cruz. They drafted Paul Steens. Uh, it seemed to be kind of the way they were leaning a little bit as the draft came on. Uh, Charrington didn't want to give away the top secrets because no general manager would. And anyone who asked him that question is kind of uh, asking for trouble because he's going to just give a long-winded answer on nothing, pretty much. Um, but yeah, Paul Skeens, uh, we do have correct height on him. It's six, six and a half. It's not six foot eight. Paul Skeens told us it's six, six and a half. Um, it's not 235 pounds because he said that was his freshman weight, he thinks. It's uh, more in the 260s, 270 in that range. Uh, so Paul Skeens is like right around my weight. And I am nowhere near as tall as him, so I feel fat as hell uh, discussing this with you. But, you know. But, yeah. This is the YouTube of uh, Pittsburgh Baseball Now, Two and a Half Gringos. Let me introduce the boys to my left, Anthony Big Bear Murphy. To my right, Nola Jeffy. Hashtag Nola Petty. Now. Nola Petty. Nola Petty. Boy. Hello, from what I... From what I found out, be careful with that hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't search that hashtag. <laughs> don't, don't search it. Don't, don't. Um, There's a boys, lot of Petty and Nola, I guess. Paul, Paul Steens, number one. Is it well deserved? And I guess first reactions from you guys. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with the drafting the guy who you think is going to be. And, you know, front of the rotation starter, I mean, yeah, there's always the injury risk with uh, with pitchers, but, I mean, when you have a chance to take someone with that kind of upside and that kind of skill set, also, too, with, you would imagine that high of a floor as well, just walking, kind of walking into the door, kind of kind of hard to pass pass on. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of made me excited when we talked to uh, Paul in the uh, in the Zoom meeting, he mentioned that in high school he was a fastball changeup pitcher. He didn't really have a good slider until his senior season. So in in my eyes, you know, and Murph, we've talked about this, Nola, we've talked about this, how the changeup is always a pitcher's, like, last dragon they have to slay to kind of become the full pitcher they need to be. And mm -hmm. Steen said he's comfortable. He was comfortable with his changeup to begin with in high school because apparently his high school coach uh, didn't allow sliders. He wanted changeups. And Steen's credited his high school coach for that uh, and kind of developing a changeup that early and having a great feel for it. Um, I forget who asked it in the Zoom meeting, but apparently Skeens has a changeup where it's kind of like a split grip, like a split grip in a way. And uh, he showed his hands, and his fingers, guys, were like super far apart. Like, and it scared the hell out of me. Like, it looked like an amphibian. Like, it, it scared the hell out of me. Um, but, yeah, it, what, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> 
but he, like I said in a, in, in my tweet, he's he's ready. He's a very well spoken young man. He's very intelligent. He's always looking to get better and and learn new things. And Ben Charrington even mentioned how you know he has. Uh, good breaking stuff as it is. I think he has two, maybe three forms of his slider. Um, Skeens did clarify he doesn't have a gyro slider. It's more of his curveball. It's kind of how it hands just the grip and it kind of turned into a curveball. Um, but the, the, the fact that he's willing to learn new pitches, learn how to improve his pitches, and things of that sort is very encouraging. Um, but Nola, you haven't given your reaction yet, man. So what are you feeling uh, with the Skeens pick? I know you were kind of trepidatious a little bit here because we talked about this in the group chat, but are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, I guess really even from the get-go for when I was watching the games locally, the LSU games, I mean, just from the first game, uh, it was just evident that he was on another level than everybody else. And just nobody could touch him. And it was just hilarious at points watching him just he'd be pumping 98, 99, 100. And then he'd be sitting on that, and then he would just flip up a 87, 88-mile-an-hour that they just had no opportunity of touching. Um, and I do think the whole uh, change-up information, I know one of the aspects a lot of times is there's the fact that he says he's comfortable with it, but also a lot of times it's just pitchers kind of fear throwing it. They don't have the confidence in throwing it yet. And it sounds like, I mean, just the way we've all seen him, the way he carries himself as it is, on top of the fact that he does already have confidence in it, um, sounds like it's something he's going to be utilizing probably often. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, just looking at the transcript here uh, from the scene, uh, the 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 biggest question that that people have brought up on Twitter was, should the Pirates just put him in the major leagues, get it over with, do it now, skip the minor leagues, things of that sort? He got asked that question, and. You know, here's what Steens had to say. He said, to be honest, I've gotten asked that question a couple times over the past few weeks, and I don't know. I know stuff-wise, I look at models, and I can look at other uh, people's stuff. In a vacuum, people are telling me my stuff plays in the big leagues. I also know that. I also know that I've watched the game for so long and always felt so distant in a sense just because I've been a fan and sitting in the stands and watching all those guys compete. And now... I don't know exactly what to expect because it's so close. To an extent, it's my decision on when I get to the big leagues based on how I do and how I work. It's also someone else's decision to pull me out. I think I'm close. I don't know exactly how close, but I'm going to do everything in my power to get there as soon as possible. That, that, that's, that's kind of loaded in a way because I mean, we, we've discussed the, what was it, David Price, who got called up into the bullpen in the playoffs and things of that sort. But that, that's a super aggressive model uh, to go after. It, it's a super aggressive model, basically, is what I'm trying to say here. And I, I doubt the Pirates would even be close to doing that. But I don't think double A right off the bat is out of the question. 
if the Pirates do indeed decide to use him in 2023, and I know Ben Sherrington kind of alluded to that during the Zoom meeting today, uh, discussing that Steens is trying to ramp up to pitch again in 2023. And Murph, I know you said that's a little uh, unwise in a way, and I kind of wanted you to elaborate. Well, I mean, I, I, I think – I think, it, I mean, we used to see, like you already mentioned, the David Price thing. And, you know, there's been a few other pitchers I, that, I, that I'm trying to think of off the top of my head that's kind of moved quickly and made their debut. And just, I, I, I think now with how high bonuses get and what we know now about arm injuries and stuff like that, you know, teams are starting to, to shy away from that. I, I don't... If, if, if you're looking at a team, if the Pirates were a team that were like, okay, these games are really going to count down the stretch or, okay, maybe, maybe we can squeeze them into the opening day rotation next year by doing this. But, I mean, we know how the Pirates operate, so I don't even know if that's, that's probably still not even an option right now. Um, I, just, I just don't see any, any, any point in it. There's no – if he's as advanced and, and as as good as as advertised, like a month a month here in the regular season now isn't really going to change his his trajectory or his ETA in, in the majors. And with how much he threw towards the end of the year, how much he threw in the College World Series, I think he's just kind of earned earned some time off. Let him rest the arm, you know, kind of go through what you want him to work on in the in the off season, and then. Um, just get ready for 2024 and just kind of just let him go. Yeah. So, no, I will say as long as, yeah. as long as he, as long as he pitches in Richmond, <laughs> I, I'm cool. I don't care how, how, uh, how quick he moves up through the ma- the minors. Just let me that's, see. That's, him, not see him right? that's not for self. That's not for self. Yeah. Reasons, right? <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Nola, you have uh, anything to add on that? Uh, the potential of Skeens pitching in the majors? I mean, I'd, I'd be super surprised. I'd be real surprised because, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's one of those things where they would do some sort of like September, get your feet wet type of deal. Um, maybe. Or, but maybe at least getting them into pro ball. Pit, I mean, I don't know if they would be doing it every fifth day or if they would just be doing once a week. Um, whether it be Greensboro, I mean, I, that's where Harrington is. I mean, Grant Harrington was a second rounder, but I mean, they yeah. might send them straight there to pitch with Massey and Harrington and Bubba, which I was even thinking of that, you know, he might be someone they would like to kind of help Bubba in a sense with the kind of stuff Bubba has and kind of, guide him a little bit, get him under his wing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the upper levels themselves are a little thin with pitching just with guards. Well, I guess it got a little more full since everybody's getting sent down from the Pirates. But, I mean, they were, they were having a lot of – even down in Greensboro, they were having bullpen games already. Yeah. So, I mean, every level needs some form of, you know – help right now so i'd imagine it'd be probably somewhere greensboro altoona yeah yeah i think altoona is 
to me, Altoona seems like the, the most logical place to go just because of his the, where he's at already. Or at least just give him like a couple ramp up outings in Greensboro and then put him up in Altoona right. maybe for. Yeah, you know, I, I want to change my answer because I'm going to that uh, that Athena series in Bowie at the end of the year. So, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, let's go and yeah, let's go and throw him in the um, in the double invitation <laughs> there, and, <laughs> so I could get a look at that. Again, not for yeah. um, selfish reasons or anything. <laughs> no, I got you. Um, and, and he kind of said something interesting here. If you guys don't mind me uh, just reading off the transcript again here, um, but someone asked, "What do you want to do?" in terms of getting better? Like, what, what do you see as something you need to improve upon? And Skeen's answered, uh, as I met with teams, it's pretty much been the same thing. I think the biggest difference between college and the big leagues, probably with my stuff, is making 30 starts a year in a five-day window every time versus 18 or 19 starts in a seven-day window. That's going, going to be something that I'm going to have to focus on, making that adjustment, then focusing on longevity, be able to do that for 10, 15 years at a time down the road. Um, yeah. And, and I think that it, at least for a college pitcher anyways, just making that adjustment from, you know, you're pitching maybe what once, twice a week, maybe to pitching once every five days, um, maybe six, depending on if you have a six man rotation in the minors, which isn't out of the question. Um, but it's it's interesting to see how Skeens can adapt to that. I mean, because we've talked, his stuff is already elite in a way. And Nola, I know you've mentioned concerns with his fastball shape and things like that. And we can dive into that in a minute here. Um, but, uh, you know, you have uh, an above average changeup, a slider that uh, works the way it does, and even adding in a curveball. Uh, to that mix, I, I think that's going to eliminate starting in the you know low A or something like that because you're not really going to get a gauge on how he works uh, facing 18, 19 year olds with the the stuff that he brings. Yeah. So, no. so uh, I guess we can gauge on how he adjusts at the professional level more towards the higher levels, which I guess we're just stemming off of my previous question here, but I, I think it was an important anecdote to add. Um, to this because a lot of people don't uh, factor in that, you know, once every five days as opposed to once or twice a week. That's a big difference for a pitcher, especially nowadays with the way they uh, handle arms and, and health and arm care, things of like that. sort. Well, well, that and uh, that's why I remember, I don't remember which start it was, but in, it was either Kylie or I want to say it was J.J. Cooper. Because I remember it was one of the games where he was pumping 100 plus consistently. And they made a comment. They were like, well, when he gets to the majors, it's probably going to sit more, be like 98s, 99s, because he'll be throwing every night, every five days, as opposed to resting, throwing Friday, then resting until the next Friday. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I guess we can jump on to uh, that, Nola. You, you've mentioned that, uh, and you even sent an article or a tweet maybe that, that factored in. Um, Skeens had maybe a, a dead zone fastball, and I, I know we've talked about uh, that dead zone, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of times. Um, how concerned are you with that fastball shape, and have you seen enough in Pirates development of pitchers to feel comfortable in the fact that they can fix that issue if there indeed is one? Well, I, 
the thing is trying to unbox it is is, is, is such a complicated thing to look at because I mean he does have like overpowering velocity so that in itself might kind of mitigate it um and that's where I kind of want to see oh we got our pick who did they draft it Mitch Jeb Mitch Jeb a prep shortstop oh wait no wait that's a Michigan State never mind that's a college shortstop Shortstop for Michigan State. Yeah. Well, shortstop. Um, but to continue. <laughs> Contact um, no power guy. Hell yeah. Right up our alley. <laughs> but uh, I'm a 2.0. Um, Interesting pick. <laughs> but continue. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you would – I mean, the velocity – could help mitigate it. Um, I mean, he's been said to have plus to plus plus control, which would mitigate a lot. I mean, if you're going to put a fastball wherever you want, when you want, that kind of plays a lot too. Because when you look at where, where some of my concerns kind of began reason was with, you know, you look at some of the starters we have in the majors, you know, Oviedo, Ortiz, you got guys that have high 90s, have touched 100 dead fastballs dead zone fastballs, which is, although I think I actually have seen two different iterations of it, but essentially it's when a pitcher's induced vertical break is near equal to their horizontal break. Mm -hmm. And I think his is like, it's like an 18 inch induced vertical break, which that itself is elite. Cause I think it's like 18, 18 and a half and over is considered elite. But then he has like a 17, 18 inch horizontal break. So it's, being that those, those numbers are equivalent, it's considered a ball that falls in the dead zone. So what concerns me is the fact that we have like an Oviedo Ortiz that have similar dead zone fastballs and they're getting hit to shit. And the Pirates so far haven't really been able to counter that. And I know people have been bringing up, well, look what they did to Keller. And that was one of the things I was talking, I think I made a tweet about it yesterday is, well, they didn't actually fix Keller's fastball. What they did is they basically – he had expanded his rep repertoire. He yeah. went from being a fastball slider pitcher to now he's fastball sinker slider curve cutter. cutter. And then Sweet. he has a changeup he throws 5% of the time. So yeah. and he doesn't throw any of them and more than 24 25% of it. So it, he's a five, six-pitch pitcher every game. But – the thing is with Skeens is, I mean, he's a big body, plus control, plus fastball, plus slider, this potential plus changeup. The more tools you have, I mean, you can work around it. it yeah. Yeah, and, and that's kind of, you know, where I hope you were going with that because uh, Charrington said he's willing to learn newer things, newer pitches. I would assume he alluded to that sort of thing. So, I mean, if Skeens is willing to adapt, um, because I'm sure he'll get hit. He'll get hit hard at some point uh, mm -hmm. in the minors if they start him there. And uh, I mean, I'll say one of my bigger worries is that he actually, because he's been, his fastball has been comped to Hunter Green. And Hunter Green is electric, but he hasn't exactly been dominating. Yeah. Granted, he does play in Great American Ballpark, but. I wouldn't call him an ace. 
I can confirm yeah, very- I traded for Hunter Green in the show. He is not very good at PNC Park either. <laughs> also, I just want to say I'm very pissed off right now because the Reds got hey, stuck. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> One pick after the Pirates, too. That's all I right. I have to imagine this is a uh, – I, I have a feeling – I have to imagine this kid that they have something lined up at, at the next pick, and this is just to, to, to save a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, with the – I forget who came out with it, but what was it? Nine point two five. They were saying yeah, for the teams. Yeah. So yeah. If, if that's true, then they're saving five hundred k. So it's probably it's probably easier to use that in the I pick. What is it? Seventy two that they have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean, probably easier well, to use that money at seventy two. So maybe they'll. I'd imagine they're going to save some with who they took here. I mean, Pipeline had Jeb at what forty? What say forty six? Baseball America has them at sixty two. Mm. So, seven short of a great number. Hit tool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, baseball America has a fifty-five hit tool, but below average arm and power. Hell yeah! So. Wait, let's see here. One hundred and eighty-five pound left-handed hitter. I mean, he's a my boy is a stick. <laughs> with the lefties. Hopefully he brings the stick. Hopefully. Hopefully. Although maybe maybe the I mean was it the well light arm but good uh, fifty field. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean he's he's a top hundred guy it looks like but like I, I still have to money. imagine yeah they'll they'll, they'll yeah. save some money with this pick. It may not Center be a lot but be a possibility. Yeah. They've probably freed up for uh I'd assume a prep arm at 72 just for Murph's heart so he can be happy. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they didn't take Michael Kennedy to, what, the fifth round last year? So was yeah, it, it was like the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, could still, I mean, they could still make a wait a little bit on it. But for my sanity, <laughs> I'd prefer just to get it over with. Let's just take Cam Johnson and we'll call it a night. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's let's discuss this giveaway in, in the middle of this show. Um, we are having a giveaway. Nola, why don't you tell the good people that are listening and watching now? Uh, oh, oh. prize <laughs> for the first official stream. So I guess for the people that were paying attention uh, this past weekend from uh, noon Saturday to noon Sunday or 1 p.m. to 1 p.m. for those Eastern folk, uh, (laughs) I asked uh, what jersey people would prefer I um, would go after between J.P. Massey and Bubba Chandler. It was a resounding uh, 70 to 30 of 40 votes for Bubba Chandler. Um. Which actually, this this will be the reveal for you guys too. But uh, what I have here, let's see, let's get that right there, right there. Oh, look at that. We're gonna nice. I I like. I actually like. So we got we got a Bubba Chandler, and we got a JP Massey. Someone double bought. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I said, um, I don't think the uh, the uh, social team did a very good job publicizing it. 
because I, I even kind of just randomly stumbled on it. I was like, oh, they're doing an auction. Oh, cool. And I put in a couple of bids and I was like, surely people are going to keep bidding on this. And by the time that it was like 10 minutes till it closed, I was like, oh, I guess I got both. <laughs> but so we are giving away an autographed Bubba Chandler jersey. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, and uh, we're going to need people to do is like, subscribe this video, our first video. And then we're going to have, we want you to share this video, give with your thoughts on day one of the draft, along with the hashtag Skeen Stash. Skeen's Stash. The two S. Yeah. S K E N E S S T A C H E. And I will admit, Skeen's mustache, it's on point with Spencer Strider's people. Yeah. And Skeen's yeah. mentioned that Spencer Strider was one of the pitchers that he tries to emulate, and he mm -hmm. is getting there with that mustache, I must say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then I guess uh, for next week's episode, we'll, we'll do the drawing. Yep. And we will do the drawing. Favorite. And you have to provide proof that you subscribe. So send a screenshot to us, whatever, uh, email, carrier pigeon, something. Let us know you subscribe to the podcast mm -hmm. and the YouTube channel um, because we need the support. We love the support uh, from you guys. You guys have been kill it, killing it on the audio side. So just carry that support over to the video mm -hmm. side as well. And you might have yourself a Bubba Chandler jersey. Yeah. And it's signed. Number 25. Yeah. Number 25. It was their their defenders jersey. Yes, it, it is a rather epic jersey. I must. I am. Ra I, I will be jealous of whoever wins this giveaway. I might yeah. make some burner accounts. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of happy I get to keep the Massey. <laughs> Speaking of Massey, <laughs> it seemed like in the futures game. Not to stem away from the draft, but we can talk on Massey a little bit. Um, I didn't get the chance to watch because I didn't subscribe to Peacock again. Me but either. I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Yeah, I was waiting for um, Sean Sullivan went to the Rockies. This draft, <laughs> this draft is trending downwards very quickly. Yes, we needed Sean Sullivan in the Pirates system. We did. That's going to suck. I'm upset now. He's going to get bombed at Rocky Stadium. That's oh, right. They can trade. So Dolander. <laughs> yeah, Dolander's gonna get rocked. I thought he was the best pitcher, man. Yeah. <laughs> like eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. But like not to, to get distracted here, Murph. What did you see from Massey? It seemed like they got the good Massey, the bad Massey, and the in between Massey. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty. We 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 got a pretty good look at um. Everything he has to offer, I mean, the stuff is good. He uh, got a couple swing and misses with the with that curveball. That changeup really tailed. Like, like I have to go back and watch some of his other games. I don't remember it looking that good or that distinctive with the, with the change. Like, I first really picked up that he was throwing a change when I was like logging everything on Statcast because like the the spin rate would really drop, and then there'd be and they were they're logging them all as sinkers. I'm like, well, this mm -hmm. doesn't look any. None of these readings look like sinkers. And I started looking more into it. I was like, oh, well, that's a changeup. So, but the changeup looked really good. 
And then, you know, of course, he, he walked the bases loaded. So, yeah. yeah. Prospects aren't, aren't <laughs> uh, out of it. products, right? Yeah. But then he got out of so, it. He got his money. He, 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 got, he got his money's worth going there. He, he was on, he, he threw like 20 some pitches and, and it was awesome. Which I was going to say, that kind of leads into something else I think we were talking about recently, just with regards to, especially with the talks about the fastball and all that. That, uh, yeah, I will say it does seem like they've been doing a pretty strong job in helping pitchers develop off-speed pitches and breaking pitches, because or at least or at least finding them. Yeah, because they they yeah. found some dudes with ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think I heard about that last year because like the because like the Bradenton staff had like two or three people with like Bradenton staff last year they had like two or three people with like. Plus, looking off speed stuff. They had like Chen mm-hmm. and Jimenez, and 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 someone else was putting up like really good metrics with their off speed stuff. So, yeah, it's yeah. and that's why I'm writing an article for Pittsburgh Baseball now on Paul Skeen's breaking stuff. I asked both Ben and Paul how he has a feel for his breaking stuff and things of that sort. And, uh, I guess the hope is that the Pirates continue to hone in that breaking stuff for Skeen so he can use that fastball to a more effective level. Um, Which even further reason why there's no reason to send him to Bradenton. Like, yeah. Those those kids those kids can't even hit a below average breaking ball half the time. No. 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 Ask Bob, though. I'm sure uh, some of those breaking pitchers uh, – He'll approve of, and he doesn't care. Yeah. Bob, we love you, buddy. Always. We love you, Bob. Well, guys, we're at the, I'd say, the 30-minute mark here. Any closing thoughts for the Pirates draft day one? I know we didn't get to the last Pirates pick of the night, but who are we looking at day two? Who's on your guys' big board? And who do you think could be a steal for the Pirates Giving the first two picks, they're saving some money here, it seems like. So who are they going to go over slot with here? I, Who's mean, the- I, feel, I feel like it's got to be a prep kit of some sort. Yeah. And there's probably quite a few names it could be. Cam Johnson, yeah. Murph. <laughs> he's still available. I know. Yes. Yes. I mean, he's still, he's still there. So, I mean, Cam Johnson, there's – like what is it? They're starting to get to be a little bit of a run on, on prep kids right before we started, but um, yeah, yeah, farm that that kind of seems what the Pirates have done good with, like development wise. You know, Jerry Jones, Palomino, Tolio, um, even Bubba to an extent, um, so Michael Kennedy. So I'm sure we'll see one at some point in day two. It just depends who they're targeting down and and when they want to take him they have to take another guy to kind of try to save money in between now and then and whatnot so Tommy, i mean there, there's still some interesting Johnson, uh, your other boy cole miller baseball america cole yeah. miller i really like too um cam flukey alex clemmy the 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 lefty he, he looked really good tall lanky Billy kind of seemed a little funky-ish the last time, the last I mean, time it, I it might be a little too high to take them, but there's also that uh, there's also that uh, 
catcher Zion Rose, who's uh, a commit to Louisville. Oh, yeah. There's also there's also still a couple of nice prep shortstops: Antonio Anderson, Nazan. Um, I'm gonna butcher that. Nazan, Nazan, Zanatello, still available. Sounds like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Mm-hmm. Well, Drew Burris looked like a pretty nice outfielder too. The, the Pirates should just draft all short stops and just see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> part crazy. of me was part of me was thinking they might do the like polar opposite of last year. How last year they just went on that run of college pitchers. Feel, part of me feels like they might do the complete opposite with bats this year, just with what we've seen with Altoona and Greensboro. It's possible. Are, are you saying college bats? Like just take a huge run on college bats? Or are you talking college and prep? No college. Okay. I mean, that's possible. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a couple of prep kids included, but obviously there's not going to be those post uh, tenth round prep kids as well. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start going for a couple. I mean, which speaking of college bats, Josh Rivera is still available. He'd be pretty. He was at. Uh, Florida shortstop with some big pop. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Was I the only one surprised to see Teal drop that far? I mean, I mean, that, that was, that was my, <laughs> you never, you never know. He was, he was, yeah, MLB draft. He was yeah. Yeah. I, I, was I thought, he, I thought he'd go for like a little earlier, but. I mean, he had he had yeah, the Murph uh, stamp of approval, so yeah. Ah, man, oh, man Boston, really? God damn it! Another one off my list. Another one bites the dust. Zanatello. That's a shame. Uh, hey, I mean, there, there's still there's a. I mean, he's college pitcher, but there's still the Kent State lefty, Joe Whitman. He's still available. I would approve of it. Kent State? Mm-hmm. Going flashes. Yeah, Andrew Chafin, too, which is funny. I had no idea. And then I looked it up. I'm like, we were at school at the same time. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder like, if I at some point. I think he's two years younger than me, but I'm like, man, maybe we drank together. <laughs> Did you buy him underage alcohol? No. Hey, possible. It's possible. A lot of things happen then. <laughs> a lot of things happen in college, man. A lot of things happen. Yeah. yeah. A lot of horror stories. But, anyways, boys and girls, uh, this is draft day one for the Pittsburgh Pirates and our reaction to it. Um, if you like this episode and if you want that giveaway, be sure to like, subscribe and share this video. Give us your thoughts and use the hashtag scheme stash schemes stash stash. He's not on my level quite yet, but he'll get there. I'm starting to eat, baby. I'm starting to eat my mustache hairs at this point and I need to trim it, but I'm too lazy. Like I'm getting mustache hairs in my cup. It's it's a shame. <laughs> I gotta keep doing this. Same. Like I'm biting my mustache hair as we speak. Um, but anyways, 
please like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff for this podcast on the audio form and on the video form. Um, mm-hmm. And like always, how we end the show, we give out our socials. I'll start with myself. You can follow me at 2HG013 on Twitter as long as it's still uh, Twitter and not taken down by the Musk man. Um, you can also follow my boy Nola Jeffy here. Nola, what's your social, buddy? At N-O-L-A-J-E-F-F. Nola Jeffy. Yes, sir. It's Nola season because Paul Skeens. Yes, Nola season. Let's go. Murph, you left us for a second there, but I didn't forget about you, Big Bear. What is your social, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things freezing up a little down there. <laughs> that, yeah, follow me on Twitter at stephunderscore88. Yes, and if you're watching the video, you can see it right under Murphy's name right there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. uh, right. Murph froze up on a little bit. The camera got afraid of his uh, true bear form and just decided to freeze on his <laughs> It's understandable. Yeah. But anyways, guys, we love you very much. Happy draft uh, couple days here. Pirates Sorry to our faces. Yeah. Pirates got Paul Skeens, though. We love you very much, guys. And uh, have a good day.